Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is pre-recorded.
I sure will. Well, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> I just, I, I have to tell you this. H- how good is the God I serve? How amazing is he? That's that's all. I, I You know, and you, you know what, really, man, when I try to explain... Um, how I feel about what he does for me. Really, the words that I come up with, they just they they inadequate, man. They don't they don't cut it. They really don't. You know, I could say amazing. At one time, I even just got I tried something real ignorant. One time, I just said, you know, God is just super casual, fragilistic, espialidocious. I just tried that, see how that felt. That's that's how the chain he is with me. I just tried to cause see how that felt, but then I I ain't feel right saying that. The fact that he's amazing and awesome and he's an awesome God. You hear people say that. Well, it's, it's bigger than that too, man. So, you know, I, as, as as hard as I try, no matter what I do every day, I'm going to come up short with trying to explain to you exactly how, how he works and how he is for me. So I just thank him every day, every chance I get. Um, Here it is. It is your determination and your effort. Listen to me carefully. It is your determination and your effort. I think that the average person, and I'm not knocking you, I just want you to hear me out. I think what stops the average person from becoming successful is that we don't realize the effort that it takes. And that's just truth. I I found that to be so true in my life and my talking to people and meeting people and people asking me questions about it and me trying to figure out the way myself. I don't think that you really can comprehend the effort that it takes to become successful. This is the thing that you have to wrap your mind around very quickly if you want to be successful on any level in any area. The dream is the beginning. Good Lord, let me tell you something. The determination and effort is massive. You cannot be overly concerned with sleep. If you are a person who is always concerned about sleep, get success out your mind. Ain't finna happen, partner. It's not finna happen. You cannot be that concerned about sleep. Now listen to me. You have to get your rest. But this was my philosophy. I'm just sharing you with what, how I did it. My philosophy was I, I stopped being concerned about sleep. I got my rest, but I got just enough to get back to it. And I got back on the grind to hop in the hustle. I got just enough rest so I could go and put forth some more effort. But listen to me. You cannot sleep a third of your life away and expect to become successful if you're not already successful. If you are asleep for eight hours, that is a third of your day. You cannot be asleep a third of your life and expect to get successful. Now, after you get successful, you know, 
you, you learn as you go to work smarter, not harder. So as you get successful, you may have eight hours available to you. But on the way up there, I don't see how you can do it. I promise you I don't. Now, I don't, maybe somebody can come forward. I did it. I did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably lying, but okay. Tell your story. Because everybody I know that's successful, that I've sat down and had real talks with, they wasn't concerned with sleeping. You cannot be concerned with sleeping if you want to be successful. How? How can, how can this happen for you? It, listen to me. The effort that it requires is massive. It's an all-out assault on your dream. Now you got to make an assault. It requires an all-out assault on it. And you can't be sleep and fight at the same time. You can't fight when you sleep. Man, I wish I could get y'all to understand this right here. Understand that the effort that is required to be successful will take everything you have. And when you think you've given your all, it's going to require some more. The quality of your chill is amazing. See, that's, okay, listen to me. What is sitting around having a beer every day for? What, what, what is sitting around smoking weed for every day for? Well, come on, man. For real? But if you took that beer drinking, weed smoking, chill time, and applied it to progressing yourself towards your dream, when you do carve out a vacation, guess where you'll be able to go? Guess what part of the world you can go see? Guess how you can chill now? Now, instead of you just driving every year, your family to family reunion, sit at the same picnic table, everybody pool their money in. Two, ten families don't never pool their money in. They down there eating like y'all eating. You got attitude because they, they side don't ever chip in enough. They down there eating the extra potato salad, making plates. You down there arguing about this every year. For real, man? They ain't got the T-shirt money. Uh, you know, they got the same T-shirt on. They ain't put in. Hey, really, man? So, 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 so you want that to be it every year? Or do you want this year, I'm taking my family to New Orleans. Or, or I'm taking my family to see the Grand Canyon. I'm, I'm taking my family down to the beach this year. Me, me and my family going to go sightsee. We're going to go ride a couple of river on Chicago. Me, me and my family going to go skiing this year. Me, me and my family going out to L.A., man. We're going we're gonna to go out there for the weekend. You know, you know, it can happen like that. But if you ain't working, listen to me. Average effort gets average results. That's, that's all it is to it. See, ordinary effort gets ordinary results. But if you put forth an extra effort, See, the only difference between extraordinary and ordinary is one word. That's extra. If you do extra, you can take ordinary right on over to extraordinary. Do you understand? You have to have a massive assault on your dreams. Quit sitting up in here, man, trying to chill all the time. I'm sorry, man. I wish I could tell you another way, but it ain't one. Here's what I did. I wasn't concerned about how much sleep I got. I just had to get my rest. And once I got enough rest to get up and get the task done, I got up. Somebody sent me a tweet the other day, a partner of mine. He said, I'm going to see if I can pull it up while I'm talking to you. But he just sent me a little sign. Just what nothing, just a little something to say, hey, man, I ran across this. I thought about you, and I sent it to you. It said, no alarm clock needed. 
my passion wakes me. It's in block print. He said, no alarm clock needed. My passion wakes me. That's what you got to be about. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, what? Huh? You know what time it is. (laughs) Showtime. Man, you know what? I was thinking the other day about how I was as a, a little boy that I was growing up. We should put on shows in the basement and I'd have a clothesline put up in the basement and a sheet. That was the backstage area. <laughs> I was always trying to get my nephews and nieces to perform. They couldn't and they were more aggravating to me than a little bit. So I took it upon myself to introduce my damn self. Because y'all obviously don't have the glam and what it takes to be in the limelight under this light bulb in this basement down here. Uh. I don't know how y'all foresee yourself Uh. ever making it to the big time. And you can't perform under this one light bulb in this damn basement. I looked back on that and I was hollering laughing. Because that little boy with the studying condition messed around and made it. Praise God Almighty for doing the impossible, the unseeming. Here I go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Harvey Morning Show. Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, Mouth of the South, Junior, and your boy, myself. What's up, Junior? Man, uh, let's talk about this, man. You know, something we were talking about the other day, but it's, 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 it's on your journey. When you're doing uh, what you feel like God has put you on here, which one is more important, uh, getting it right or getting started? Well, I got to tell you something. If you don't ever start, there's no way to get it right. Hmm. I mean, if you don't start, we're not going to get it right or wrong. And mm-hmm. so uh, I just implore people to start. You know, uh, you don't have to know how it's going to work all the way out. Because I have news for you, nobody does. If God had told all of you that in order to get where you are today, and he showed you a roadmap of 
every trial, tribulation, setback that you'd have to go through to get there. All of us would want something else. I don't care where we are. I know I would have had he showed it to me in the beginning. I'd have said, hold up, hold up, Lord. In 2015, can we skip that? And Mm -hmm. in 2005, can we skip that? In 2000, can we let that one go? And I'd love to go back to 1996. Could we not do that? Before we get to 96, yeah. could we yeah. not do that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember some years. Okay. But if he had showed us that, we wouldn't have we wouldn't be where we are. So starting is the key. Yeah. It's the whole key to everything. But you have to remember, even in start, I've said this a million times, but it bears repeating. When you fail, that doesn't just Failure is not an listen to this. Failure is not a person. Failure is an event. Don't let an event describe who you are as a person. Right. Amen. Come on, Steve. What? Amen. Let the church say amen. She's fine. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Steve, for that. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, Junior's in for the nephew to run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time to start your morning off with Junior in for the nephew to run that prank back. What you got, Junior? How much in the account, Pastor? <laughs> That's it. That's it. How much in the account, Pastor? Come on, cat. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Pastor Hayes. Um, this is he. Pastor Hayes, how you doing? This is this is Brother Lonnie, Lonnie Thompson. How you doing? I'm, I'm good, brother. How, and how can I help you today? Pastor, I'm actually one of your members at the church and I want to just commend you that you're doing a good job the way you um, are displaying uh, safety. Let me say that first and foremost. Okay, cool. Thank you. You know, we just want everybody to be safe and, and healthy. And, and your name again? Brother Lonnie Thompson. Okay. And, and, and Brother Thompson, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of about to be in the middle of dinner. How can I help you, brother? Well, here, here's what I wanted to ask you, man. Uh, Pastor, I want to ask you this. I, I know you know a lot of people are going through different things and, and, and uh, people are, you know, trying to make sure they keep food and stuff in the house because, it's, you know, time like this, you know, you kind of want to stay put and, and but you want to make sure you got enough food and water and things like that. So but 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 what I want to my reason for calling you is I wanted to ask you how uh h- how much money do we have in the account? Come again. The church account. How much money do we have in there? What do you say your name was again, brother? My name is uh, uh, Brother Lonnie Thompson. Okay, Brother Thompson, how did you get my personal cell phone number to be calling me at home this time of day? Well, I got this number from one of the brothers at the church. What, what, what brother at the church? Because they know not to give my personal number out to to people I don't know. Are you? A well, I'm a, I'm church? a, but I'm a, but I'm a member though. I'm a member. Okay. Well, how, how long you been a member? Because I've been pastor this church for ten years, and I, your name ain't familiar to me. How long? How long you been a member at my church? I've been a member probably going on going on three years now, but I ain't I ain't been since you know since that day I joined. I you know I you know I kind of got caught out there. You know how it go. But uh, wait, but yeah. wait, 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 wait. So you you've been a member of my church two or three years. You ain't been to the church in two to three years, and you calling me to ask me about finances of my church? I, well, I'm understand a, what you're looking for. Well, I am a member, so I mean, I do have the don't I have the right to know what we got in the what we got in the account? No, actually, you don't. You don't have the right. 
to that question, if you don't actively come to the church, you can't come to the church, sign up for church, and then call me three years later asking me what we got going on at church. So I need to understand what is your purpose? What, what are you well, trying to Well, like I say, everybody going through hard times, I'm trying to see what we got in there because, you know, I, I need to pick up a few things from the store. I don't have the money right now, but shouldn't I be able to lean on my church, though? You can lean on us. We, we've done a lot of stuff in the community. We've been feeding the elderly. We got a food bank. We've been cash apping people some money that when we can't. But you ain't been at this church in three years. You can't call me after three years and think I'm about to give you some money for something. I don't even know if you're a real member. I am a real member. I'm a real member. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold, hold, hold on, Pastor. Hold on. No, no, hold no, on. hold on. No, 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 you hold on. What? Boy, look here. I'm trying to sit down and have dinner with my family. You sitting here on my last nerve. Look here, Brother Thompson. I don't know you. I ain't never heard of you. You am not about to call here and try to get some money out of me. And you ain't even a member of the church. You can't I am a member of the church. Because you come to the church one time and you ain't been back in three years. And you come to me for some money. I, I, I am a member. You, you are not a member of this church, sir. You, I am you a member of the church. Look, look, look. Let me Mr. tell you something. Thomas, I know this ain't no. No, I, no, no, Mr. Thomas. Let me tell you what. You can't join my church two or three years ago and call me three years later, get my number from somebody and ask me for money because you're going through hard times. Now, if you was a true member of the church, you'll understand how we work and how we give money to people that are struggling. I just delivered 40 meals today to our elderly. Huh? Uh, last week we cashed out people money to go pick up groceries. Apparently, well, do you need my do you need my cash app then? Do you need my cash? Boy, boy, you gonna make me cuss. You ain't even tithing. So how you not tithing and think you? I told get you I have fell on bad times. Didn't I say I fell on bad times? You fell on bad times for three years. Hey, hey, you know, it takes longer for some people, okay? Why are you, why are you judging me and opposed to trying to figure out how to cash app me because so I can get on? you a member of my church. I don't know if you some scam artist trying to get money from the church, sir. I have never met you. I don't know you. Matter of fact, I'm about to call up the deacons to see who you are and why they would give my number to some boy to call me and ask me for some money. Hey, let me say this to you. If you don't cash app me, then I'm finna let all the members. I know you. I know our church ain't no mega church. You know we got three, four hundred members. I already know. So, but but I would let every member know that you're not cash helping me to help me in a time of need. I will hey, do that. Hey, 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 brother Thompson, you you can let them know. You can Facebook it, Instagram. You can put it on that TikTok and tag me in it. I ain't giving you a dime. I don't know you. I ain't never heard of you. Matter of fact, you need to get off my phone. I got dinner with my wife about to go on, man, and I ain't got time to be going back and forth with you. I need to know who gave you my number so I can call them up and tell them don't be giving my number out to some stranger who ain't been our church in two to three years and going to ask me for some money, some cash out. Or if you don't get off this phone, who gave okay, you my uh, number? Okay, so let me ask you something. So, so you know Deacon uh, uh, Marvin Dillard? I know Deacon Marvin, yeah. What about him? Do you know he listens to the radio every morning? Yeah. He's listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Pastor Hayes, you just got pranked by your boy, Deacon Marvin. <laughs> boy, see, and that's why Deacon Marvin about to get kicked off the board. <laughs> boy, you, you got me out here in my yard. Yeah, my neighbors looking at me like I'm crazy. They know I'm a pastor on the block. Boy, you almost made me cuss. You can't be doing that during this time, man. 
Pastor, you all right, man? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> baby, baby, everything good. My wife done came out here, boy, and you ain't don't want her to set it off. <laughs> uh, you don't want the first lady to go off. Okay. Man, man. Uh. But, no, nah, we take care of our church, man. We feed them, send them money, man, deliver meals, man, make sure everybody's good That's during good. this time. That's good, man. Hey, man, before we get off, you got to let me know, baby, what is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Man, this is Steve Harvey Morning Show with that ignorant nephew, Tommy. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Junior. Coming up next, it is Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey in the building, ready for your love questions right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, black British actor Steve Toussaint responds to racist House of Dragon fans, House of the Dragon fans, and uh, Chris Rock rejects Super Bowl ad and Oscars hosting gig. And uh, wow, this story right here. Rap music is on trial. The Fulton County, Georgia DA plans to use rap lyrics in court. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, it is time to the CLO. Quentin in Bakersfield says, I'm dating a woman that is besties with her mom. And when we go out, her mom comes too, CLO. I don't mind the mom coming, but she's got it going on and I'm becoming more attracted to her. Do I separate myself from the two of them or do I focus more on the mother and see where that could possibly go? (laughs) Quentin. Quentin. Yes, Quentin. Yes. I cannot tell you <laughs> how dark and deep the hole is you about to step your dumb ass into. <laughs> now. His mom has it going on. <laughs> I bet she do. Mm-hmm. Now, sir, I don't know how far you and this daughter done went. I don't know how y'all met. I don't know if y'all was set up. I don't know if y'all been cuddling. I don't know if y'all done went all the way. It don't sound like it. It sounds like y'all just been hanging out and you trying to see where it go. I understand you, you where you at, Quentin. Lord have mercy. Uh-huh. I've dated in my life a best friend that had a woman who had a best friend that used to okay. come along. And her mm-hmm. friend was finer than her. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and the first date, we had never done that. And we had just went out on a date. The first date we went out, mm-hmm. I drew the conclusion that I would be much better off with her <laughs> friend than her. Yeah. I, I yeah. came, at the first day, I knew that right away. First uh-huh. date. Uh-huh. First, first date. date. Just, uh-huh. just on sight. Uh-huh. I, in, mm-hmm. in my 20-some years, Mm-hmm. I came to the conclusion mm-hmm. that my life, future, yeah. and all mm-hmm. I hoped for would be in better hands with her friend. Oh, because like the mom in this one, she had it going on. Boy. <laughs> Did she? So I sat there and uh-huh. made the switch in my mind. Mm. Okay. The problem I had, Quentin, is the problem you going to have. You can make the switch in your mind, but how do you get the switch out verbally? What's the verbiage to use (laughs) 
right. to tell your original date that you are now feeling her best. I have yet to come up with those words after 65 years, Quentin. Good luck. Steve, isn't this different? It's her mom. It's not just her best friend. It's her best friend who happens to be her mom. Shirley, I told you what would happen with just the best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I really don't know what to tell you about this girl's mom. Yeah, this is something (laughs) right here. This is really something. Oh, no. You got to stop. That's crazy. That's going to sound at the table. It ain't nothing he can say, you know. There's nothing. You're right. All right, moving on to uh, JJ in Southfield. JJ says, last night I heard rumbling in my backyard, so I opened the curtains. My neighbor and a woman were back there having sex. The next day he called to thank me for not scaring the woman off, and he said it won't happen again. His wife is my wife's cousin. I know man code, but do I break code if it involves family? No, you can't break man code. Family. Your wife's cousin. They ain't even close. <laughs> cousin. Oh, that ain't your brother. Sister. <laughs> cousin. You really damn near don't even know them people. <laughs> They're cousin. very distant. Man, get, come on now. My mama's sister's kids? What? Y'all live out of state and all this? Whatever. (laughs) No, dog. You can't break man code on that. Okay. And he even, he realized you saw him and thanked you. And said it won't happen again. Not in your backyard. (laughs) That's what what he said. (laughs) That's what he meant. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's what he said. (laughs) It won't happen again. You didn't hear under his breath. It won't happen again. (laughs) Yeah, that's what that means. All right, Harper in Talladega says, I'm 30 and I'm dating a black man that is a mama's boy. If the food doesn't taste like his mama's food, then he won't eat it. He highly offended my pastor's wife last week by telling her that she didn't cook her lima beans long enough. Uh, We're about to get engaged. Should I think twice before marrying him? Mm. Well, now I'm going to be real with you. It's hard to chew down on some tough-ass lima beans. <laughs> I'm just going to be is. real with you. Do you know that? Because they already starchy. Yeah. You know, that's like that's that's like undercooked corn. You know, them starchy foods, you got to cook them through and through. I'd rather have a soft lima bean than a crunchy lima bean. These ain't snap peas now. You got to know your grocery. And I love lima beans. You know, and if you're going to be country... And we're going to get married. You can't be in here undercooking these lima beans. And the pastor wife know better. Yeah. Hell, you in a hurry for. You should have just left them on and came to church, cut them on low, and leave them in there on simmer. In the, the crock pot. And then right. call home and tell somebody, uh, Andy or somebody that don't go to church, go up there and turn them beans off. <laughs> But you got to say it like that. You better come yeah. on with that's this. How like they always, that's how they always go in there and turn them beans off. Somebody in the neighborhood before they run over. You know how they go? Because somebody at that street in their apartment across the street got the key to your house because you made friends with them. Y'all had your own little watch committee. And you know to send them over to the house because they don't never go to church and turn them damn beans off. 
I got a question. Huh? The lady that wrote the letter, is she white? Because she says, I'm dating like a black yeah, man. Black man. Mm-hmm. See, and now uh, that I kind of thought that too. I wasn't going to say that because I try to stay out of HR when I can. <laughs> but, but since you don't give a damn, here I go. Your ass know y'all always running stuff under hot water anyway. <laughs> you got to boil them damn lima beans, and your pastor's wife don't know how to cook, and I don't blame his black ass for saying nothing about it. Because I'm not going to be coming over here to these little white dinners and y'all undercooking these damn vegetables and running these hot water across these green beans and slicing up these almonds on them. I'm not coming over here for this. And stop putting these marshmallows on top of these yams. Who told y'all to do that? And we Hi. like dressing, and dressing and stovetop is two different things. Entirely. All I'm right. not Thank coming you, to the white church no more. <laughs> uh, coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news and trending headline news right after this. Thank you, CLO. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones spinoff, had the biggest premiere ever. Love that music. The show's debut episode was watched by 10 million viewers. 10 million viewers. That is the largest audience for any new show. HBO's history, in HBO's history, House of the Dragon, which takes place 200 years before the events of the original in Game of Thrones, chronicles the rise and fall of the House Targaryen. Uh, Steve Toussaint, the black British actor playing the role of a wealthy military commander, I think his name is Lord Corliss Valerio. Well, he's been receiving racist remarks, Steve, from the Game of Thrones fans. The fans believe the casting doesn't match what is portrayed in the book. But the author, George R.R. Martin, never mentioned the character's skin color. In an interview with Men's Health magazine, Toussaint talked about the fans of the show and said they are happy with the dragon flying. 
They're happy with white hair and violet covered colored eyes, but a rich black guy, that's beyond the pale. So now you all mad at, at a fictitious character being black? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> but, but they're cool yeah. with the dragons and yeah. they're cool with yeah, the blonde let the, let hair. Let the dragon fly. Oh, There's nothing wrong with the yeah. dragon. <laughs> but Wait you can't a be a what? rich black man. A dragon is possible. <laughs> a yeah. rich black guy? Come on. Come <laughs> on. You know, world. man, just, racism is so damn ignorant to me. Y'all yes. make me sick. And, you know, yeah. I started to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I got to wait till they get some more episodes because I was sitting there and I was about to press episode one, but I saw ain't no more. Uh-huh. It was just one. I'm not finna yeah, watch I'm, no one. And then, yeah, I'm letting them build up too. See, I need to yeah. fall asleep and wonder what happened and be mm-hmm. able to cut it back on and find out. I can't wait till next Friday. I ain't got the kind of life. <laughs> and now to all y'all racist-ass people that don't like the black dude in yeah. it, don't watch the damn show. If right. this show making you sick, Lord, don't watch Bridgerton. Because you're going to kill yourself. You stupid redneck hillbilly back with bigger than ass. That a, yeah, let's whatever. just go to HR. You don't mm-hmm. believe a black man fits the camera. But the dragon is all right with the fire coming yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah. Right. That can fly right. with uh-huh. white people on the back. Yeah. Yeah. That's there cool. You go. good. You good with that. And the mama of the dragon is a white lady. Yeah. <laughs> but the right. dragons with they big black ass. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, the stone people. Now cool for the stone people. Uh huh. And yeah, if you cut your that. skin, your little skin gets scaly. You was cool with that. All of that. All of that. But you was cool with man. the white lady that walked out the building completely on fire, and she walked out, and all of a sudden, this white woman was in charge of all these black people. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful to you. Now, I'm going to tell you, since you want to bring up stuff I didn't get about Game yeah. of Thrones, I damn okay. sure didn't get this. Little Miss Lily White walks out this building that's on fire. Now, uh-huh. all the black people scared of her. What's wrong with just killing her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, see, I'm gonna do a whole show called anti-racism. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. all right. I'm gonna call, uh-huh. I'm gonna call it R and R, reverse R&R. racism. <laughs> I'm gonna show you what it would feel like if we told you what mm. we didn't like in your movies and your TV okay. shows. Oh, and let's start with one of the biggest TV shows ever, Friends. Uh, How the hell you got a show <laughs> in New York City? Right. Ain't nothing on the show but white people. It's a lifelong well, it question right friends. there. They were friends. They were friends with each Wasn't other. a black-ass buddy nowhere. <laughs> Not even a phone call. Dog, they wasn't down at the office. They didn't walk in the bar. <laughs> what part of New York was this film? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Friends. Uh-huh. Any more? Uh-huh. Any more come to mind? <laughs> you okay? Oh, you just name one. I can tell you. <laughs> Andy Show. Oh, <laughs> Andy Mayberry. <laughs> Andy Griffin. Andy show. Griffin. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wasn't even racing that. Oh, one of my favorite shows called The Barney. Oh, yeah, Don't Barney. Yeah. Barney, Barney, Barney and. <laughs> The doggone uh, drunk dude. Otis. Otis, Otis Floyd, Floyd down at the barbershop. Yeah. Boy. Uh-uh. 
Ain't B. All right. Uh, Ain't B I always see, look yeah. like she finna cry? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, Wendy. Oh, I love that shit. All right. Yeah. That is funny. Reverse racist. Now I'm whistling. <laughs> what are you doing? All right. We're going to get to this other entertainment news, Steve, when you finish. Oh, you got it down. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. You don't understand. That was my damn damn song. Dog, that was my song. You don't know what that meant to me, man. Are you tearing up right now? Dog, little white boy going fishing with his daddy. Ain't got no mama. Ain't got no mama. I know. I know. All right. In other entertainment news, Chris Rock. Chris Rock briefly addressed the Oscar slap incident during a 90-minute comedy set in Phoenix. Chris said the Oscars invited him to host next year's ceremony, and he declined. He also told the crowd that he refused how he refused an offer for a Super Bowl commercial. Rock uh, referenced the murder trial of O.J. Simpson while explaining his stance and said that going back to the Oscars would be like asking the late Nicole Brown Simpson to go back to the restaurant where she left her glasses before being killed back in 1994. Uh, Chris. Chris, Chris, come on. No. I, I don't see the funny in it. Okay. All right. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. A state of emergency has been declared in Jackson, Mississippi. What is the government doing about it? Uh, now, according to CNN, today there will be several mega distribution sites with 36 truckloads of water available each day for the public. Jackson State's head football coach, Deion Sanders, talked about how the water crisis is affecting the football players at Jackson State. Take a listen. So right now, we're operating in crisis mode. I got to get these kids off campus, the ones that live on campus, the one that lives in the city of Jackson, into a hotel and accommodate them um, so that they can shower properly and, and take care of their just needs. Make sure all our kids are fed and all our kids have the necessities of life for the next several days uh, until this crisis resides. That's what we're operating in right now. So we're going to find somewhere to practice, find somewhere that can accommodate every darn thing that we need and desire to be who we desire to be. And that's dominant. The devil is a lie. You ain't going to get us today, baby. I love Prime. All right now. Take care of these players. That's really all. I do appreciate them being proactive in this situation. And uh, you got some people that's drawing some real light to this. Seems to be a little bit different response than what happened in Flint. I think they just didn't do enough in Flint. I don't think they acted accordingly. We have the money in this country. So this type of thing can be avoided. But we, the first and foremost thing of level of importance in this country is money. Oh, and to prove it, on the money it says, in God we trust. Mm-hmm. But they just put that on their symbolism. Oh. They, but they put well, that on their money. Mm-hmm. Hello. Certainly started out that way. That was a dead uh, giveaway right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they got a constitution, but we ain't in that, are we? 
So, <laughs> and well. Steve, FEMA and the um, EPA are helping to expedite the uh, delivery of the equipment for emergency repairs at the City of Jackson Water Treatment Facility. So they are trying to do something. Yeah. 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 Hurry up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they water really is, do. Yeah. A necessity for survival. Yeah. So, absolutely. You got to drink it, use it to wash. I mean, yeah, of course, for sure. Um, but at least, you know, they're on it. Like you said, Steve, they're on it. Uh, coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, it's voicemail time. It is time to check your voicemail, Steve, 877-29-STEVE. If you want to call and leave Steve a voicemail, 877-29-STEVE is the number. We'll check yours right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, it is time to check your voicemail. And if you want to leave Steve a message, call him, 877-29-STEVE, 877-29-STEVE. Operators are standing by. I know they're not. I just wanted to say that. This mm-hmm. is a caller. It's a voicemail, child. It's a voicemail, right? It's a voicemail. <laughs> caller, uh, Steve, this caller left a message for us um, and to the Georgia voters, for us and the Georgia voters. Good morning, Steve Harvey and, and the staff. I just wanted to ask you if you could please start putting out um, about voting for the midterm. Stacey Abrams is behind, and we need to get her pumped up. If nothing else, invite her to the show, and that way that may help her um, becoming um, the next governor of Georgia. We need her. Thank you very much. Have a pleasant day. Bye-bye. Stacey Abrams is always invited on the show. Mm-hmm. She has a standing invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the producers of this show have reached out, and uh, we've had several times. So she's coming. And we will not fail in the voting process, sister. Don't even worry. Don't even worry. But we know our people. Now, we're talking about, because I know you probably can't listen to the radio show all day, but we do give out the voting website. Yes, we, we do. We do talk yes, about do. being aware of the new changes. Yes, we do. But we also know it's August, and we know how to reach the people that we reach. So we know in September, October, we're going to crank it up. Well, it's September 1st today. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, we can't, you see, you can't go too early because people, they just, they get tired of hearing it and they hear the same thing, so they tune it out. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. We got to create a sense of urgency. So we have a timeline where we start cranking it up. But there's a science to this due to analytics we've learned over the years. 20 years of doing this, we know when to start making major announcements because <laughs> we know how we got Warnick and Ossoff in last time. That's right. And so one we'll have running together, again. Sister, but thank you mm-hmm. again. Yep. yep. Thank you. All right. Another caller from Canada loves your inspirational messages, Steve. Good morning, Steve. It's your girl, Yasmin, from Toronto, Canada. Just calling in uh, to say I love the show. I've been a listener for years. And what I really appreciate is the thought of the day. No matter where I'm at, I literally run to the radio, and everybody knows at that time that I'm just focused, I listen, and I take, you know, whatever you have said in, and it really, really helps me, Uh, especially I've just lost my father, and uh, my dad and I actually used to listen to you on the radio, so I just want to say thank you, family, thank you for everyone. In a world that uh, has so much negativity, 
Thank you for bringing the positive. God bless you, Steve. Keep doing what you're doing. And I just want to say thank you. My heart is so full. Thank you. Yeah, well, you're absolutely welcome. And uh, we try to do our best, and we appreciate the encouragement, because sometimes you don't know that you're reaching people, because we're on the radio. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like we get every day, we know exactly what we did, so we just doing it. Uh, Now, on a lighter note, when she tuned in and said, hey, Steve, this your girl, Yasmin. I'd just like to say, I don't have a girl named Yasmin (laughs) in Canada, so I just wanted to be clear. That's what that. you got out of that. Yeah, I just wanted to clear that, clear that up for the shade room yeah. and uh, the black hole and radar and all I of that. I, yeah, I just want to clear that up before that get rolling down the hill. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let me blow the snow off that ball yeah. so you it don't scared, get down the hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wanted mm-hmm. to say that. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Yasmin. All right. Last call, Steve. Let's hear it. Hey, Steve and the gang. This is Dennis calling you from Lithonia, where we put it on you, Georgia. This message is actually for Shirley and Carla. Shirley and Carla, never stop laughing. You two have the most infectious laughing radio. I got in my car the other day, and you were laughing, and I just started laughing. Didn't even know what you were laughing about. But always keep that good, positive, wonderful energy in those laughs. Steve, Tommy, Junior, y'all need Jesus. That's all. Dude, wow, you do my takeaway was you need Jesus. I, yes, yes, I mine do. Too. But uh, yeah, we do need Jesus. I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. So I'm gonna just go on and leave it alone. Thank you yeah. for all the calls. Coming up next, Junior in for the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, he called me a call girl. Uh, We'll get into that in just a bit. Find out what that's all about. But right now, uh, Junior is in for the nephew with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Junior? You know what, Shirley? Yeah, think about these situations. People stand up, they come to church, and they just confess about what they need in life and everything. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and Tommy found somebody like that, and here it is. You prayed for a job. (laughs) You Uh prayed for a job. Come on, cat. Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh, Carolyn, please. This is Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Listen, my name is Lawrence, Lawrence. I, I actually go to the same church you do. I, I saw you last Sunday where you uh, stood up in the church and, and I heard that you were talking about you were going through some bad times. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, your uh, job supposedly got rid of the department that you were in and, and you are now seeking a new type of work. Am I right? Yes, or just yes, just, right. just work, period, because you're looking for a new occupation and you... I was there when you asked everybody to pray for you. Uh, yes. Have you have you found anything yet? Mm-mm, I haven't. You know, I've, I've been praying. I, we prayed again today. I I asked for the, the church's prayers again today, and and I, I know everything's gonna work out because you know he said you take one step, he's gonna take two. That's right. So I'm, I'm prepping, and I know it's gonna happen. I know. Well, well, listen. I think I may be able to be of some help to you. I actually own my own company, and I'm thinking that I you could be the perfect person for a position that I have available. Uh, now, what what type of work were you doing in the past? Give me some of your job qualifications. Oh, I'm executive secretary, administrative assistant, anything like that. Type 88 words a minute. Uh, they even take the old style shorthand. Oh, I can do it all. You just tell me what you need, and I can do it. Take care of your executives that come through the office. Anything that's needed, travel expenses. That's what I do. 
Okay. And now, I'm good uh, at it too. Uh, what what type of hours are you used to working? Nine to five. Sometimes I, I come in at eight. I don't have a problem with coming in at eight. I can come in even earlier if you need me to come in earlier. Are you opposed to working at night? No, I don't. I don't mind working at night. But, I mean, it, it just it just depends. You know, right now beggars can't be choosing. Right. I, I ask, and, and it's being given to me. Okay. What, I, what kind of hours we looking at? I have a, I have a, uh, an offer for you that it would be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. You will only be working three days a week for me. Okay. Uh, no, I, just to let you know, I was looking for something with a few more hours, a few more days. I need like full time. I have a family. Well, I, I, I have bills to pay. Right, right, right. I understand. But listen, I, I, I think the actual amount will suffice for that. Now, I'm going to offer you. Seven hundred and fifty dollars per night for three nights a week. That's that's two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars for 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 those three days for one week. Wait a minute. You said seven hundred and fifty dollars a night. Seven hundred and fifty dollars a night. I'm making around two thousand or something. You you making a week, a, a week ma'am? And and if you do the math on that, that that adds up to about nine thousand dollars for a month. Mm-hmm. I'm too good to be true, but now I, I I put it all in his hands. I turned it over. That's what we're supposed to do. I did it, and, and you tell me I'll make $750 a night. Okay. But, I mean, what, what I'm going to be doing, keeping your books, you know, because I, I do the accounting, too. Well, let me say this. Now, the reason why I say it's at night is because I own a a nightclub, and and you would be working at the nightclub for me, so you would put in about four or five hours uh, every night. And, and and for three nights a week, like I stated, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and and um, of course I'll pay you seven hundred fifty. Matter of fact, I'll actually pay you your first two weeks in advance. And I need that. But I know, I'm sure you you know you you've lost your balance. You need to get back on your feet and everything. Yes, I do. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, so exactly, what is it you you know I'll be doing? Because I'm sure, like I said, I can do office work. I'm good. Like accounting, you tell me a clerk. Front door. I can keep your books going. Right. Well, no, not necessarily. I don't need you to work the front door. Um, I'm actually going to have you in the club working. Okay. So, um, I mean, how, how are you? How's your physical condition? Are you able to get around and and you don't get tired quick? Do you? Now, are you in good physical shape? Yes, I'm in very good physical shape. Don't get tired quick at all. You need to do something like be able to bartenders or something, work the bar to make sure all the money's you know, nobody's stealing money from you or something uh, like no, that. No, no, no. You're not at the bar either. See, because what I'm going to do now, have you ever done anything like, you know, anything close to dance or anything like that? Have you done that in the past? Yeah, I did a little ballet when I was younger. Drill uh, squad, cheerleading. I mean, do a little dance here and, you know, go out every once in a while. You know, you do a little dancing here and there. Okay. Yeah, I don't have but, a problem with moving around. Okay, well, that's good. Because, see, what what I want you to do is I want you to do a little bit of dancing in the club. Oh, you, oh, some, you have some, like, ballroom dancing or something where you need me to teach. I don't know how to do the ballroom dance. So I can't work with nobody on that stuff like that. No, I'm not asking you to do any uh, uh, ballroom dancing or anything like that. What I need you to do is I want you to dance on the pole. See, I have what? On the pole. See, I have a strip club. I want you to dance on the pole. Uh, 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 pole? What the hell do you need to dance on a pole? Well, well, actually, I own um, the Silk Stocking, which is a strip club. Oh, I'm not a Silk Stocking. What the hell do you need? You don't want me to dance on the pole. You know what? This is You must be at your mind. I don't dance on a pole for nobody. You can take that pole, Mr. Kelly, whatever your name is. You can strap that pole up your what? You must be out your mind. But don't you want to make this money? I got $750 a night for you. I don't care 
I'm trying to get you a job, baby. They told me that you was in need of a job, so I'm just I'm trying to... I'm in need. I'm not in need of that kind of job. I'm not in need of no job. I'm taking off my damn drawers from my damn butt window and there from my damn pole. What's wrong with you? Okay, what if I bump it up to $1,000? No, I don't care if you bump it up to two, three, four, five thousand dollars I ain't taking my drawers off for no I damn body. I want your on that pole. You, know, you, you, know, you ain't going to see my You know, you know what? I want your in church. I'm going to need spray. That's where you need to be calling me talking about you got a job. You know, this is right here. When I this see you... Here. At church next Sunday. When you see me at church, I say, don't you come up to me and say nothing to me, because if I see you, I'm going to bust you in face. I'm going to come and ask you and Wendell, will you get your butt on the pole? You know, and if you going to come by Wendell, I'm going to whip your Well, let me say this to you. Are you listening to me? You know what? I don't want to listen to you. If I don't get ready to hang up, you know, don't you call me no more. I'm going to wait just a minute, Carolyn. I want to say this. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> You just got pranked by your cousin Ravina. Ravina? <laughs> My cousin Ravina? Oh, I'm going to give a <laughs> <laughs> I'm a kicker. Ravina, you know, Ravina, know, Ravina, know I need some money. You know Ravina is wrong with his bag. You tell Ravina when you talk to her, what is my cousin? I don't believe a girl. Why? See, there's something wrong, man. Really? You, you can't. Like, how he expect much. to get in? I don't know how he expect to get in here. Like, how is that an expectation? Like, like I'm just going to walk up to the gate and just hold my chest out, and I'm walking in. <laughs> it's me, oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You prayed for a job. Lady stands up and wants a job. You call her talking about being an exotic dancer. What, what is she this? Didn't, she didn't say what kind of job. Yeah. <laughs> you prayed for a job. I got a job for you. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. This is so crazy. <laughs> Tell you what, though. Tonight, though, got a job for me, though. I prayed for and got it. Huntsville, Alabama. Stand up live. Happening tonight. Yeah, get the tickets. Come on. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Oh, we have a good time. It's, it's that time. Ignorance, foolery, everything. I'm telling you what you're going to do. You can expect the Chris Rock slap to be on this list. You can be expect about my family being on this list. You can expect Ooh. the ignorance of this show on this list. You can expect that. <laughs> you about to see everything tonight, man. I'm talking about I don't have, and I've been locked up in COVID. Oh, man, come on. I got some work to do, huh? This is what I do. <laughs> I can't help it. Throw, one of, them, throw, throw one of them crises in there. You be kidding. Yo, oh, hey uh, a minute. Wait a minute. The what? last sickle cell crisis I had, got to tell you where that was at. 
Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> We're coming, Junior. You know that. Oh. We will be there. Uh, oh, please. Come on. <laughs> Montana, come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go see Junior in Huntsville. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter. The subject is, he called me a call girl. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And listen, if you need advice on relationships, on work, on sex, on parenting, on dating, please, please, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know, it could be yours. Yeah, that's right, Shirley. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Strawberry Letter with my good friend, Shirley Strawberry. All right, thank you, my good friend, Junior. Subject, subject, he called me a call girl. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 41-year-old entrepreneur, and I own a brokerage firm. I'm dating a four-year-old, 40-year-old former pro athlete, and we met three years ago. He's a coach, and he owns a laundromat. I have my own house, and he has his own house. I was driving a small sports car when I met him, and he suggested I get an SUV for all of my yard signs and stuff for my business. I was fine driving my little BMW, but for my 40th birthday, he surprised me with a 2022 SUV. He loves giving gifts and I love getting them, but it's the commentary after the gift that bothers me. I wasn't wearing designer labels before I met him, but he loves to buy them for me, so I let him. He has splurged on overpriced designer shoes and purses for me since we met. He said I have to look a certain way to represent him properly. He loves to brag about whatever he spends money on. Over the weekend, he went too far with the bragging, and now we're not speaking. We were at a rooftop bar on Sunday with three other couples, and the males moved away from the females so they could smoke cigars. They were still in earshot of where we were sitting, and I overheard my man say that I'm the black Julia Roberts from Pretty Woman, and he has spent a lot of money on me so I can be as fly as he is. He said I was worth every bit of it because he plans to marry me. I went over to him and cursed him out. One of his boys told me that I'm focused on the wrong part of what my man said. He told me to focus on the fact that my guy wants to marry me. But how can I when he compared me to a prostitute from a movie? You feel the way you feel. That's okay. Your feelings are valid. But I really think that the anger you have towards your man and what made you curse him out at the party was a buildup of all the things that get on your nerves about him. You've got a big bragger on your hands. He's someone that is generous in how he buys nice things for you, but selfish in how he needs so much attention and credit for doing that. When you do things for people, especially for your mate, it it should be from the heart because you want to do it. And, And gratitude and appreciation should be all the thanks you need. Although you love getting the gifts, you're not even into all these expensive designer things. 
That is what he wants you to wear because he wants you to represent him in a certain way. So I think you were just sick of all his bragging and and, and saying you were the black Julie Roberts was the last straw uh, for you. And you just let him have it. I mean, clearly he's clueless because in the same sentence, he said he wanted to marry you. I really don't think he was knowingly saying you were a prostitute or anything like that. He was just bragging so much he got caught up and said something real stupid at the time. So tell him how you feel about his bragging. Uh, tell him you don't like it and you want him to stop. But but know that this is who he is before you get married and he'll only change if he wants to change for you. But, you know, know that you're not the, the black Julia Roberts. You're not a prostitute, okay? And I don't think he really meant that. I really don't. Steve? Lady, relax. You finna mess up. Listen to me, lady. You finna mess up. You overheard? I'll wait till I get there. You're 41. You're an entrepreneur. You own a brokerage firm. You're dating a former pro athlete. Met three years ago. He's a coach. He got a laundromat. Uh, you got your own house. He got his own house. You was driving a small sports car when you met him. He suggests you get an SUV for all your yard signs and stuff for your business. Makes sense to me. But I was fine driving my little BMW. See, see right here? Now, here's where you, I, 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 I don't want you to miss what's happening. Your man actually has an interest in what you do for a living. Unlike some people who don't give a damn what you do, they just want what they want. But now he said you ought to get an SUV so when you're going around in the brokerage firm, you can have your signs and stuff in the car. Oh, I was fine with my little, yeah, you was. But then guess what? For your 40th birthday, he surprised you with a 2022 SUV. He bought you and fulfilled a need that he saw his woman needed. He loves giving gifts, and I love getting them. So far, sound like we winning. But it's the commentary after the gift that bothers me. I wasn't wearing designer labels before I met him, but he loves to buy them for me. So I let him. Yeah. See, you wasn't buying designer stuff, but now he buying it for you. You wasn't into that, but you let him. You know why? Because it looked good. You know why? Because it feel good. You know why? Because it makes you look and feel a certain way when you got it on. That's why you buy the stuff. He has splurged on overpriced designer shoes. Listen to me, lady. They're not overpriced. That's how much they cost. See, they're not overpriced for what they are. Pay less exists so you can pay less. Neiman Marcus, Monoblonic, Christian Louboutin, they don't have that. But then pay less shoes don't look like Milano and, and Christian Louboutin. They don't look like that. Don't give a damn what you do. Hang on, Steve. Okay. Now I'm mad now. What I'm like, what are you mad for? At her. <laughs> what for what? Dress All right, we'll have part up. two. <laughs> we'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. The topic for today's strawberry letter is the subject he called me a call girl. We'll get back into it right after this. Calm down. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, he called me a call girl. All right. 
Shirley wants me to calm down and not be <laughs> angry in my response. So here's, let's attempt it. Here's this woman that's an entrepreneur, how a home broker, or drives a small BMW, started dating a former athlete. He's a coach, got a laundromat. She's an entrepreneur. He fought, fell for this woman right away and started showing an interest in her and said, hey, you ought to get an SUV instead of driving this little sports car around for your business. I was fine driving a sports car around, but on her 40th birthday, he surprised her with a brand new 2022 SUV. Oh, wow. She liked it. Man, what a guy. So far, we're winning, as I said. Uh, and then he loves giving gifts, and I love getting them. Okay, shut your mouth and keep taking the gifts. What's wrong? And then, but it's the commentary after the gift that bothers me. Everybody ain't perfect. Something come with everything. You know, I don't I don't really care for being famous sometimes. But when they hand me my check, I shut my damn mouth and go on gets back to being famous. Okay, I almost started to get loud there again. You go. Let me go back. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't wearing designer labels before I met him, but he loves to buy them for me, so I let him. Oh, now you wants to wear the product, the Louis Vuitton. Now you likes the uh, Birkins. And now you likes the Christian Louboutins and the Milanos. And you like it now, don't you? And the Jimmy Choo's. Yeah, you like it. He has splurged on overpriced designer shoes. Stop saying that. They're not overpriced. These is what these shoes cost, and them is what them shoes cost. They not overpriced. That's just that's what them shoes over there cost. They charge that for a reason. Them is Swarovski crystals on that shoe. <laughs> that's why they up there. That's real leather. That's crock on the toe. That ain't the print. Okay, calm back down. Yes. <laughs> and buys purses for me since we met. He said I have to look a certain way to represent him properly. That's just a man being a little braggish. I'll admit yes. that. But, you know, I want you to be out there when you're out there with me. In other words, what he's saying is he want to make sure he look like the man he's supposed to look like by having the woman he got. And if he ain't taking care of his business, he know his woman can't look like she taking care of her business. Because it's man's job to provide. That's what he's leaning on. He loves to brag about whatever he spends money on over the weekend. He went a little bit too far bragging, and now we're not speaking. We had a rooftop bar on Sunday, three couples. He moved over to the females. They moved away from the females so they could smoke cigars. They were still in earshot when sitting. I overheard my man say, I'm the black Julia Roberts from Pretty Woman, and he has spent a lot of money on me so I could be as fly as he is. And he said it's worth every bit of it because he plans to marry me. I went over to him and cussed him out. What? Mm -hmm. First yep. of all, I never saw Pretty Woman. I huh? don't know what, what the hell you talking about. What? You what? never saw that? Oh, you gotta, woman. you gotta see that. Yeah. What's the great movie? Richard Gere. How, how has that changed your life? <laughs> It made you believe in fairy tales and romance again. It's a love story. It's just a yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch the movie, but she done went over and cussed him out because he said that. Then one of his boys tried to save it as he should, 
and told me I'm focused on the wrong part of what my man said. He told me to focus on the fact that the guy wants to marry me. The analogy is unimportant. He don't even know what he realized. He probably don't even realize what he said. You the black, you the Julie Roberts. So. Like, he comparing me to a prostitute from a movie. No, black dudes don't even be knowing all that right there. All he know is you fine to him, and he's yeah. willing to put everything he got into you because you worth it, and he wants to marry you. How the hell you mad ain't speaking to him? Damn, Julia Robinson. Your stupid-ass man don't know movie analogy. What's her name? Julia Roberts. He does know movie (laughs) analogy because that's what he said, and that's what happened in the movie. Movie. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what happened in the movie. He married her? They went uh, off. Richard Gere? At, yeah. At the end, yeah, they were together. Mm-hmm. They lead you to believe that. But he just a told a group of men. He, she was a prostitute in the movie. Mm-hmm. She was a prostitute in the movie. No. Here the part y'all missing. To what? him, she was the pretty woman in the movie. That's See? Julia Roberts. That's Pre- what he The pretty he woman about. in the movie was no, a listen, prostitute. But listen to me. He, she my Julia Roberts. My pretty woman. Ain't no man finna marry no prostitute. Richard <laughs> Gears did. <laughs> he white. In the movie. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, he white. That's a man's driving force. And when we get around each other, our definition is what we do, who we are, and how much we make. And he talking trash with his boys. You was in earshot. You overheard mm-hmm. a conversation between men, and all the men knew was, man, he feeling her. Now right, you ain't post speaking. Your comments Pull yourself together before you lose your man over a damn movie analogy, because ain't nobody calling you no prostitute. Damn. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram yeah, and Facebook. Be right back Check in that little bitty ass BMW. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, it's Sports Talk with Junior right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now for Junior and Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? All right, Shirley. Well, let's get to it. Uh, John Gruden, the former uh, head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders, is back in the news. Uh, he was basically, you know, he had the email scandal that happened uh, last season when he lost yeah, he his job. Fired. Yeah, he fired him because of the racist and anti-gay comments and the misogynistic yep. stuff he said. Right? Well, he says, uh, he says, uh, you know, I'm a good person. And uh, um, I am a little bit shamed about the email, but I am a good person. He says, I go to church. I've been married 31 years. I got some great boys and I still love football and we all need forgiveness. And who ain't made some mistakes in this room? Things you say when you get caught with emails. <laughs> with <the> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's hoping to be a head coach again in the NFL. I don't see if they're going to do that. Well, I you know, see. man, I like John Gruden. Uh-huh. I liked him a lot. I was a big fan of his with the quarterback club he did, all the stuff he did on TV. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. you know, the emails came out. Man, you'd be stunned how many people write like that when they think they're in private. Right. right. He, now, uh, you know, he can't be the only one in the NFL that said something like this. Boy, he ain't the only one. stop. <laughs> it's the NFL. We know what that means, You can man. read some of them owner emails. <laughs> man. Woo. That'd be something you need to hit the, for, hit the wire. Also, man, I got to give a shout-out to uh, Prime, man. Deion Sanders, man, down at Jackson State, man. You know, Deion setting some rules for the players that mm-hmm. he's coaching. 
He says, hey, when we go to class now, we ain't wearing no wife beaters. Don't put no slippers on. I'm raising men, not boys. So that's the new rules for the Jackson State football team. They said, like, is that too far for Prime? To, 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 to take it too far for him to have, say this to these, no. to these players? You know no. What I'm and they got to sit in front of the class. Dress like you're going somewhere. Good. Yeah. Good. Don't sit up there and look like you ain't going nowhere, like you ain't serious about this. No more wife beaters and no more flip-flops. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to school. Man, he's trying to do something to turn these people into exceptional people. That's you got exceptional people do exceptional things, mm-hmm. period. Now, if you want to be regular, just do regular stuff. Now, uh, now with the sitting in the front of the class bother you, uh, could you could you have done that? Uh? No, I can't. Well, I can sit there, but, you know, <laughs> you know the, the professor part. the professor going to have to deal with it. The participation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit in the front. I'm still not raising my hand, and yeah. I'm still sleeping. <laughs> I just play football at this point. Yeah, my like... reaction to them graphs is going to be the same. <laughs> Sleep. Man, I got to close my eyes, my head. Look at that, all this. <laughs> I saw Shirley from Sports Talk today. I just wanted to see what the uncle say sitting in front of class. No. Yeah. Grass all right, broke. Junior. <laughs> Thank you. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, uh, we're going to discuss the dating scene, how it is now. Uh, ladies, should you ask a man for financial help to support your lifestyle? We'll talk yes. about it right after this. Mm-hmm. What's wrong yes. with that? <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
All right, so there's a topic circulating on social media. Uh, Many of us have experienced the dating scene, okay, before we were married and all of that stuff. And a lot of women expect men to pay for the check, help with their bills, their rent, their groceries, nails, hair, bags, uh, cell phones, etc. And on the other hand, some men feel like uh, just because we're dating or in a relationship uh, that they shouldn't have to help with your bills or help you keep up with a certain lifestyle. We're in this together. I should get something from you and you should get something from me. So Steve, we got to ask you, as you are our chief love officer, what do you think about this? I mean, it's different now. Well, it's a true statement that everybody should get something from the relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, if the relationship has progressed, and it looks like you are planning a future together. Future. If you mm-hmm. are having any talks or plans of having a future together, why would you align yourself with someone who's not willing or looking forward to taking care of you? And that goes for both the man and the woman. Mm-hmm. Because if this is going to lead to something up the road, like we're planning on a life together, then we should be planning on the life where we become one and we take care of one another. Now, there's an antich that a coach once said, you play the game like you practice. Mm-hmm. If you've had no practice with taking care of one another, what makes you think after the wedding day, all of a sudden, yeah. you're going to want to take care of each other? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Because there will be plenty of opportunities during the dating process to show your ability or your willingness to take care of one another. Mm -hmm. So it is a two-way street. But you can't expect something that you're not willing to give. I can't expect to get rich if I don't go to work. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. expect to make it across the other end of that swimming pool unless I done took some swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. I can't expect to play golf and par this hole if I ain't been out there practicing. Mm-hmm. You can't make eight out of 10 free throws just by walking up to the line. Somebody got to practice making these free throws. So, so how, so... <laughs> Do I get so, the bag and get my rent paid? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? You can get all of that the if I can bill. get what I need. Okay, so okay. yeah, you're saying it's a it's an even exchange or or some it's there's it an exchange. It has to be an exchange. There's an exchange. A yeah. woman is unreasonable and things. unfair to walk in thinking somebody's just supposed to take care of your hair, your nails, and buy you bags Not on if he thing. wants you to look a certain way. How was you looking before you met him? Just because y'all start dating doesn't mean that he has to come in and take over all these responsibilities all of a sudden with nothing in it for him. What you're saying over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and we want different things, men and women, right? This this may be what women want. What do men want? You know, you so you can take care of each other. Men want support. Men want loyalty, and men want respect. Mm Hmm. Love ain't at the top of the list with us. Where 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 does love fall? It's somewhere in the top four. 
Yeah, probably. In the top four. But if you're loyal to us and respect us, that's what we that's what we consider love. Yeah. If we know that you ours, that you belong to us and we belong to you, that you're going to respect us and you're going to support us and be loyal to us and you can help me get to where I'm trying to get to in life, you must love me. Mm. But those are the things we're looking for. Love is not at the top of the list. Okay. All right. Don't come in here empty-handed. Okay. <laughs> Hello. All I'm saying. Some... Rent is due. Due. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Rent we'll have more this. of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at about 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, this Monday is Labor Day. That's right. Every year on the first Monday of September, our nation celebrates the contributions American workers have made to the strength, prosperity, and well-being of our country. Many Americans view Labor Day as the unofficial end to summer. That is true, especially because we all, in most cases, get the day off. In most cases, uh, we celebrate with cookouts, parades, or a weekend getaway. So enjoy uh, your yeah official end to the summer because it is coming to a close and we're going to jump into fall. Steve, uh, what does your Labor Day weekend look like? I hear you well, I'm celebrating this Labor Day with a golf tournament for my foundation uh-huh. in Nassau, Bahamas. Nice. Mm. All right. Nice. Happy Labor Day to you. Happy <laughs> Labor Day to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be over there. Uh-huh. Mama. Mm-hmm. Trying to turn it up. <laughs> You've been Why practicing you on your like golf that? swing. Before I say it coming. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Nice. Oh, well. I'm just planning out. on sitting up with Sid with a cigar. Hollering laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I love them together. And they got a casino over there. Uh-huh. Yes, they do. Already pulled it. <laughs> Girl. I know that's right. Well, have fun. Don't. Enjoy. Boy, yeah. you don't even understand. <laughs> When's the last time you and Sid hung out? Huh? Oh, hung out, been a while. We spent mm-hmm. some time up together at the prostate thing up in New York with Robert Smith. Okay. All right. Coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, we'll play another round of Would You Rather right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for a round of Would You Rather. Would you rather never, ever celebrate your birthday again or only celebrate your birthday and no other holidays. <laughs> Those are your options. Uh, would you rather never celebrate your birthday ever again, or would you rather only celebrate your birthday and no other holidays? Woo! So you either See, celebrate I'm, your birthday or you... I'm confused. You, Do that mean I'm not going to hand no more birthdays? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, just not trying to kill you off. No. Yeah. I'm not participating in this, would you rather? Yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah. I don't want to put the wrong thing in the universe. Uh, I'm celebrating everything. I don't give a damn. Be mad at me. You ain't fair. You celebrating your birthday, Christmas, New Year's, all that. Yep, yep, yep. 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 All right. Moving on, then. Would you rather be handcuffed or blindfolded by your partner? Maybe you can participate I, yeah, in that I, one. I, I, <laughs> huh, Junior? Yeah. The, way, the way everything going right now, handcuffs can't happen the way things going right now. 
I, I can't I can't deal with handcuffs. Blindfold me. But blindfolds can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't like the feeling. It feel like I'm going back to jail. I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh. What? Uh-uh. uh-uh. In the bedroom with your partner? Even in the bedroom. It's just trauma. It's you, a trigger for me. I can't do that. You don't just, trust? You got to yeah, trust. Yeah, no, not that. Mm. No, trust nothing. Uh-uh. Mm. No, I, I can't be handcuffed. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. to no damn bed. It? No, no. I'll take the blindfold. I could <laughs> knock your ass off of me. Yeah. My hands free. <laughs> but I'm sitting up in here just yeah. hollering. I can't grab nobody. No. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> no I right. got to have my hands free. I got to push you off of me. Yeah. Oh, get that. What is that? Get that off of me. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather... <laughs> Have frequent bad sex or great sex only twice a year. All right. Hey. hey. A lot of so bad, bad sex twice a, lot, a just, year? Uh, Man, get it. Go give it here. I'll live with it. Yeah. yeah. Just go give bad, it. just bad sex. Just bad talk sex. trash. Good sex twice a year. That's it. Great. Or bad Great. Great sex great twice a year. Sex twice a year. Well, mm-hmm. I've pretended before, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I can coach you up a little bit. You know, can girl, we, can we do something? Girl, you like knocked that? that out the park. Woo. Yeah. Woo, woo. Not the woo woo, Shannon. Not the woo woo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> See you tomorrow. All right. <laughs> All right. I think we have time for. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> All right, listen, that's today's round of Would You Rather. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, it's our last break of the day, and we'll have some closing from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Here we are, guys. Our last break of the day on this Thursday. Thank you, Lord. We made it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good day. Yeah. yeah, kicking off Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is hey, kind of the... What? I want to try something. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want you all to think of words, because I don't want to give away any. Think of words that describe uh, going through something. I want you to think of words that describe going through something or something you've had to overcome. As you give them to me, I want to show you what those words have taught me. I don't know how this is going to go because we've never done this before. Okay, just an exercise. But that's what it is. I'll give you an example. I often found myself ended up as I've gotten older, of Mm -hmm. taking all the bitter moments and turning it into sweet moments, of taking all my lemons and making lemonade. Because out of all of my hardships that I've had, what those hardships did was, 
it solidified my relationship with God. It forced me to understand more fully what I was capable of. It made me understand what those scriptures were really saying. And it taught me the power of prayer. So hardship really changed my relationship with God. So I, as the team presents me these words that present a challenge or difficulty to them, I will try to put it into words that have changed my life. Uh, Junior, you want to start? Yes, sir. What's strong, the word? Strong-willed. Strong-willed. Uh, I had to become strong-willed because of weak moments. You know, there are weak moments that come in your life where it's going to test you in the form of temptation. And you're going to have some weak moments. But when you have those weak moments, it's practice for you to develop a stronger will. You've got to develop a strong will to overcome temptation. And everybody has temptation. And everybody not going, you're not going to win the temptation battle all day, all the time. You're just not going to do it. You're human. But it taught me a lot about strong will in my weak moment. Anybody? Um, yeah, that's a good one. Hello? Fear. Carla fear. said fear. Fear. Oh. <laughs> well, fear, we've often talked about this. Fear, uh, has produced more bravery for me than anything. Because every time I've mustered up the courage to face my fear, it made me more brave. You know, if you're a fear fearful person or a brave person, that's the direct opposite. But you need the fear to bring out the bravery in you. See, if you're not presented with the things you're afraid of, you don't know what to be brave towards. You follow what I'm saying? I needed to have fearful moments because God needed to show me just how brave I really was. By turning around and facing those fears, it made me understand how brave I actually was. See, every descending moment, every adverse moment in your life that has an opposite to it, you got to find it. But you become more brave when you face more fears. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. What cripples you is when you don't address the fear, when you run from it. But when you turn around and face it, you find out that what you were afraid of wasn't as big as you thought it was. That fear has caused me to discover the bravery in me. You better come on, Steve Harvey. Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say mountain, Steve, mountain. Oh, this is a good one for me. This is easy. I often have to thank God for all the mountains I've had to climb. Because in climbing the mountain, it gave me the strength and the wisdom to understand that with Christ, all things is possible. Mm -hmm. That there ain't a mountain too high that he can't get me over. There ain't an ocean too deep that he can't swim me through. Mm -hmm. That mountain, when I'm climbing mountains, it allows me to understand the real power of God. Because sometimes you're standing there looking at that mountain and it just seems so impossible. But you got to start to climb. 
And every time I started to climb and I reached the top of one of them mountains, all I could do was say, thank you, Lord, for giving me the strength to hang in there to reach the top of this mountain. Now, there's some valleys, too, now. Oh, yeah. But you don't get to get, you don't, you don't get to the mountaintop without going down in the valley. Mm-hmm. See, huh. one, you can't have one without the other. That was very good. I appreciate that, y'all. You know, that's uh, some of the things that I've learned in my life from adversity. Everything that looks like a bad moment, if you look at it the right way, like I've always said, behind every moment of adversity, there's a lesson and a blessing. And I thank God that I've learned from all my adversity, all the mountains, Mm -hmm. all the fear, all of the moments where I needed bravery, all the times I needed to have that strong will. He just kept showing up for me. I just asked the Lord shows up for you it's just we ain't always there for him amen to that y'all have a great weekend is it time to say that yet yeah (laughs) and the other part you say it on monday (laughs) don't forget talk to god he'd love to hear from you For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.